Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Krishna Avalon about how she is helping entrepreneurs overcome blocks and become their best selves. Krishna is a subconscious transformational guide. She does transformational business coach, and she is a trained Psyche K facilitator, life relationship coach, and a licensed and credentialed acupuncturist. She has coached over 22,000 clients to become their best and most empowered versions of themselves through a simple plus unique process of, of transforming the subconscious mind. An acupuncturist and guide for 18 years. As an acupuncturist and guide for 18 years, her work has currently expanded into subconscious transformational coaching, which can be used for life, business, relationships, and wellness. Her work shines in helping people make changes they haven't been able to make through talk therapy or other styles of coaching that only work with the conscious mind. In addition, her specific kind of subconscious coaching helps people expand their subconscious beliefs from what is limiting or self-sabotaging, helping people feel empowered as the creators of their lives. Welcome, Krishna. Thank you so much. That was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> you just liked all those big words for me to, to talk about. <laughs> I could shorten that if that's what people are getting. <laughs> I just hope I'm not going to be tongue-tied the rest of our time together. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how you came to be where you are. Well, I started acupuncture school way back when people didn't even know what acupuncture was. You know, now I live in Portland, Oregon, and there's about a bazillion acupuncturists on every block. But when I started doing it, it was still illegal in a lot of the states. So I read a little quarter page article in some health magazine one day, young 20s, was just waitressing, wondering what to do with my life. And it was just this tiny article about Chinese medicine and how it could keep people from surgeries and pharmaceuticals. And I thought, well, that is interesting. And then a couple of weeks later, these people came in and they were talking about acupuncture. And again, like people didn't just talk about acupuncture back then. And it turned out they worked in the school. So I asked if they would recommend a book because I wanted to learn about it. And so they did, they recommended one. I went and got it, read it right away, loved it. And then a couple of weeks later, this couple came in and they were just so cool right off the bat, just like very peaceful, very beautiful, came in on their motorcycles, fully tattooed, not like everybody tries to be in Portland now, but like fully they were, and not everyone was like that back then. <laughs> and we just had the most beautiful, like three hours of like rapport. And then when they got done, they were like, well, what do you do besides work here? And I was like, I know this is really weird, but I'm thinking about going to acupuncture school. And they looked at each other and they started laughing and they were like, should we tell her? And they were both about to graduate from the school. And so again, this was just really weird because people weren't talking about acupuncture back then. All these people that came to me to teach me about the book and then um, these people I had rapport with, the school wasn't even close to where I was working. It was like 45 minutes away. And so I didn't get to meet with them that night, but then I got a message at work a week later and the guy had called and invited me to a barbecue at his house. And I went, everybody there was a student or work there. And I was like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to surround myself with. And again, I was like young twenties, 
first thing in my life I ever committed to, first thing in my life I ever trusted. And I just committed. And it was like, you know, I had found out it was a hundred grand, private education, four years. And I just didn't even doubt it. I just went for it. So I think intuition to answer your question in a long way and just following those little breadcrumbs and, you know, trusting. So that was the first thing. And I just, I never looked back. And then, you know, a lot of people go through these beautiful trainings because it sounds really romantic, but then you have to build a business from that. And so I think I just loved what I did so much. And when I grad, when I was about to graduate, I applied to a couple of spas, one in Hawaii, one in Telluride, Colorado, because my best friend lived in Colorado and they wanted me to come out and interview. And so I ended up starting up this wellness kind of program. Actually, at the time I was doing a lot of facial rejuvenation, acupuncture and regular acupuncture at this super fancy spa resort. And so it was just like this immediate, I got to practice with a lot of people and get paid. And then I opened up a place in town for the locals and yeah, it just, I loved it. And so that took me to where I needed to go. And then um, I just kept going. I've actually moved a lot in my life. It's not normal to keep moving and just have practices be built immediately, but I genuinely love what I do so much. And there's never been a shortage of people to treat. So that's how it started. <laughs> I've been in Portland now for 11 years. And I did do some business networking when I first got here for a year, which is like very outside my comfort zone, at least at the time. But it did build my practice from like not knowing anybody to immediately having a practice. And you still have to be good at what you do, mm-hmm. especially with acupuncture. You know, like not everybody wants needles stuck in them. <laughs> so, yeah. So true. So how did you move over into the psyche, psych K aspect and stuff like that? It's such a dumb name, but essentially what it is, is subconscious transformation. And so when I heard about it, I heard about it on a podcast a few years ago and my intuition once again was like, Ooh, what's that? And so after that podcast, I looked into it. There was one woman in Portland who did it. It was my teacher. I actually ended up buying her house, which I'm in right now. This is another magical story. I went and had a session with her and I didn't actually necessarily feel any different. However, I still knew that I wanted to train in it. So then I think maybe three years passed and pandemic hit and we were all quarantined. And I was like, I wonder if she's doing any trainings. And I looked and she was going to, I mean, it wasn't like when we were in lockdown, but it was some months after that. And so she did. And so I did all my trainings here in this house and it was the same thing. It was just like that intuition that came online and I was like, yes. And I followed it. And then just the way I ended up buying her house was this incredibly synergistic thing as well. She taught here for 12 years, like has done a ton of sessions, taught many people, a lot of healing, a lot of expansion. And so it's just like that path of you follow your yeses. And now that I'm doing it, I mean, I'm like, I'm a really good acupuncturist, but you know, if you've done something for 18 years, it's definitely time to grow. And I wasn't jaded, but I was also like very done doing certain aspects of running an acupuncture clinic. So I, you know, I want to work from anywhere and I want to help people transform like in a bigger, deeper way. And this piece for me is just helping all these patients that I've been able to help, but now I can help like 
even more at a deeper level. You don't have to be physically there with them either. I don't. Most of the people so far have been in person, but I can guide this process virtually, which is what I'm trying to do. Like so many of us who would like to live in the tropics and (laughs) run our businesses. So... I actually built a website for a lady who um, does the psyche. No way. Yeah. So it was super fun when you, when I was approached to have you on, I was like, Oh, Hey. (laughs) Wow. There aren't that many of us. That's really cool. So how are you, who's your ideal client? My ideal client is somebody who knows that they feel stuck, whether that's in a trigger or a trauma or something very stressful that they haven't been able to move on from. I think that what I find and what's very inspiring for me are when people have done a lot of talk therapy and maybe it's been helpful, but they still feel stuck. It's because they're working with their conscious mind. Unless they're doing some really good EMDR, they're just working with their conscious mind. So it's people who wanna be able to move past and move on where they've been stuck, whether it's in trauma or stress, and then people who want to grow and expand any aspect of their life, whether it's love, money, career, they want clarity on their path. They're not sure which direction to go. This work is really quick. You don't have to do this for years. You don't have to have a bazillion sessions. And then when you have somebody who's an intuitive um, space holder, you get you get to where you need to go quickly. So even though you might come in with your your goals, some people don't know why they're showing up. They just know that they need to be here. Yeah, there's something off that they need to fix, but they're not sure how or exactly what it is. Yeah. So how have you been getting in front of your ideal clients? Great question. Most of it is patients I've already been working with. I do post in Instagram stories and people do love those. They tell me that all the time. Usually I'm posting the testimonials because nobody's heard of Psyche and because in my opinion, it's a dumb name. I just try to post the testimonials so people can understand what's possible. Um, I'm just, I don't know about you, but I'm at this stage in my life where I'm like only trying to put my energy where it really matters. So I definitely have a new website and like, hired somebody to do all the meta back data and make sure it's like going to get me seen on the internet. I'm going to do some PR. So just podcasts and maybe get placed in some media, which is, you know, it's not cheap. I just know that it's going to take like one placement because a lot of people are starting to hear about the subconscious mind. They just don't really know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's game changer. Like I believe in this stuff so much and I just don't want to do the hustle. (laughs) So I have this strategy, but yes, I could sit there and post an Instagram stories. I haven't been on Facebook for eight years on purpose. Personally, if I post on my business page, like people pay attention, but I kind of don't like Facebook. And anytime I've placed ads in before, we get all these gross people making gross comments Mm -hmm. and it's just disgusting. I don't want to support that. So this is my new, my new way. So what are a couple big goals that you're hoping to achieve? 
I do want to get placed in some media and I want to grow my business to the point where it is virtual and it's just booked out with the right people continuously for months and months and months. So people who are ready to sign up for a series. So you can do site K individually and do a lot of amazing heavy lifting with one session. The people I'm work with, working with that are just, I mean, they're like different people from when we start to like five, six sessions in amazing. You know, I want to be working with people who are signing up for 10 sessions. And then I also want to develop a lower cost session, maybe like once a month virtually where people can tune in sort of like up level their energy. Like we'll have a theme and then with my skill set, cause I'm a Reiki master as well. And now I do the subconscious work and some muscle testing and I can, you know, speak to the energy of the group, just do like a group healing and up-leveling and expanding of the subconscious mind around a certain goal, a certain theme. So those are some of them. That would be fun. How would it affect your business? I mean, it would be huge. I wouldn't have to try, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have to really um, effort. Like I've been making efforts because my work has shifted from 18 years into now wanting to go into coaching. So you know, I'm sitting here talking with you and I, I don't know. I just think that the word just needs to get out and I wouldn't really have to make any effort anymore unless I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I'm trying to get to is like only posting on social media. If I feel inspired and I have something to share, that's helpful. Not because I think I have to, or it's been two weeks, like it could be months <laughs> if I don't, you know, if I don't want to be in alignment with what feels right rather than what everybody says you need to do. Yeah. Or cause I think I should. Yeah. Do you think that there's a roadblock kind of in the way of helping you or of getting you where you want to be? For me, it's always about trust, like deepening into trust of myself and my path. And I think that when you get off of a track that you've been on, that's very well oiled you've been doing for 18 years sometimes it takes a minute for the energy to catch up and for you to integrate all the change and that's what I've been in so I'm very used to having a very full schedule with a wait list of patients and now I'm pulling back from that and I have all this spaciousness which is great but then after a couple of months you're like whoa <laughs> but maybe you know it again and I just need to keep deepening into trust and it's working like my schedule's already filling up again and it is more with coaching people so it's working but it's all for me it's always about trust what is the best advice that you've ever been given i mean i think about what my mom has said which is ironic because it's not something she was able to do herself but just being true to yourself you know, sometimes we have to try things on and that's fine i've tried many things on and then if i were to like look back at posts I made five, six, seven years ago, I'd be like, Oh my God, <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Um, and that's fine, but just, yeah, just staying true to yourself. But how would you know you didn't like X if you never tried it? Exactly. I feel like I'm better now at knowing like my boundaries are more clear and more discerning. I like saying no, but it took me like 40 years to learn how to say no. <laughs> Right, it could be. <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever given? I mean, I feel like my best 
service work is helping people trust themselves. So just even the littlest ways, whether it's through somatic practices where we're staying in our bodies and like checking in with our thoughts and questioning whether our thoughts are true and sometimes they're not. And that's why those shoulders are up in the ears or the neck is tight and just teaching people how to, to trust themselves. I think that's the best advice anybody could receive. So like, yeah, you hear it, but then like the actual tools that help you do it, trust yourself. Do you have any, like any quick tips or anything for uh, us that are listening to maybe implement that trust? I mean, if there's anything that I wish I was taught when I was younger, it would be to like check in with what my needs were. So there's a practice that I guide people through often where you're just first in your own mind, noticing what you're feeling. And so that could be a sensation or an emotion or both. And then you ask yourself if you can be with this right now. And so not trying to talk yourself out of it or avoid it or fix it, but just naming your experience and staying present with yourself and then noticing where you feel it in your body. And then you ask yourself or you notice what you're believing right now. And you just take your time. And then once you know what that is, then you ask yourself, is that 100% true? Can I say with 100% certainty that that is the truth? And usually the answer is no, but it's totally fine if it's yes. Yes or no is your answer. And then from here, you just ask yourself what you need right now. And for some people, it's to feel safe. Some people, it's support. Some people need to soften. It might just be to take a deep breath. Or to feel held. But then you just stay with that for as long as you're able. Just knowing what your needs are. And really it's that practice of naming your experience. Noticing where you feel in your body. Staying with yourself. Noticing what you're believing and asking yourself if that's true and then checking in with what you need. Those are the kinds of things that can help you and your nervous system feel safe. And from there, it's really the most profound work that I've done with a lot of people for their nervous systems to trust themselves and feel safe in their bodies. So I kind of just dropped right into that. <laughs> that's okay, but that one's really helpful for people. I think it'd be good to like, you know, those hard questions or those things that keep coming up that you don't want to deal with and you want to push away. I think like dealing with them and like, all right, well, what about this? And then just figuring it out. Right. And like, that would be really important too, to be just to front it, I guess, or confront it instead of just always pushing it away. Exactly. And a lot of people are really surprised at that part where they're asking what they're believing. That's usually very surprising for people, but it is often around like not feeling like you have time or you're not good enough because you can't handle everything that's been 
thrown your way from work or family or wherever. So kind of taking the information that your body's giving you and checking in with that, just like you were saying. I know that you've talked about, or sorry, you've mentioned subconscious a few times today, but like what's, how would you define subconscious versus conscious? It's not that we have two minds. It's just that part of our one mind has a conscious and a subconscious. And to put it into like an analogy, the conscious mind is like the top of the soil that you cultivate. And the subconscious is like the deep, rich, like beneath, like the nutrients and what feeds that top layer. And so it could also be seen as like, if you are looking at an iceberg and we see that little bit on the top, that's only about 10% of the actual iceberg, everything else the 90% is beneath the surface. And it's the subconscious that creates 90 to 95% of our lives. And so it's the subconscious that you want to work with if you are trying to move on from stress or trauma, because you are likely on repeat with a pattern in the subconscious, a belief that's probably not true. And it's like that well-traveled path in the forest. It's very clear because you've taken it a million times doesn't mean that it's true or good for you. And so the subconscious and when you create neuroplasticity, it's just creating a new path in your mind for a new experience. Why is it important for them to work coherently together, like in harmony and stuff? I love that question because your conscious mind might be like, I deserve to be treated better in this relationship. But your subconscious is like, no, you don't because you've never been shown that. And because this is what familiar and this is what's known. Meanwhile, you're settling or playing small or whatever it is. So if the conscious and the subconscious are in conflict, you're not going to be able to create life as you wish it to be, or you're not going to be able to make changes, at least not very easily. And it'll probably take a lot longer. We might intellectually understand the whys of the things, but again, that's the conscious mind. So is that kind of what holds us back? Um, for making changes in our career or our health as well? Yeah. Most of us, it's about some sort of contracted or limited belief about what we're worth and what we deserve. So limited or low self-worth, not feeling deserving, whether that's as much money as we want to make, whether it's feeling worthy of being seen and heard in the world for who we are. That's a big one. I've worked with so many people now and I know like the foundational ones, trusting ourselves to be who we are, knowing that we're going to be loved no matter what. And then I've done a lot of health. So in Psych K, we do balances. I've done a lot of balances with people who want to create the belief that they're worthy of feeling good in their bodies or they're worthy of feeling sexy or they're worthy of feeling um, radiant. And so a lot of us, we don't feel like we deserve that. We, and maybe like for women, a lot of us have like held weight as armor because we were shown at some time in our life, like it's not safe to be that pretty or it's not safe to, you know, be successful because you're going to have people not like you or be jealous or shoot you down, whatever. So yeah, for health. And 
even for people who struggle with addiction, I've been able to help some people quit drinking, not even focusing on the addiction, just by creating the belief that their joy matters, that their pleasure matters, and that connection, they're easily able to connect and enjoy life with others. And then just as a side effect, they're not drinking. They're not picking up a bottle of wine to go over to their friend's house like they normally do, like they're playing a board game or going for a walk instead. Yeah, you can connect with people without having that item there being part of it. Yeah. So if I've never had a psyche treatment before, what would I expect to go in? Like, what I don't know what it's like, so I'm a little apprehensive. What could I expect going into one? Yeah. So when people come in, we get to it pretty quickly, even if you don't know what to do. Um, we talk about what you want, or sometimes people come in and you, I can tell there's distress. So I'm like, what's been going on? We just talk about what's been going on for you. And then we might get to pretty quickly where people have felt stressed or stuck, or like what is burdening and heavy on their heart. What's on repeat and worry and keeping them up at night. That's a great reason to transform some stress. Even if it's not the deepest, darkest, worst trauma someone's had, the thing that's kind of busiest in your mind is a great place to start. That's one balance, that transformation of stress. Or we talk about where you want to grow and what you want. And then from you, what you want, we come up with a goal statement. You really do with my help. And the goal statement is just the belief that you want to have, because if the belief doesn't exist in your subconscious mind, it won't happen. So it could be as simple as you create a goal statement that's, I trust myself, or it's safe for me to be seen in the world as I am. And then we do the balance. The balances are very simple. We use muscle testing to get clear communication with your subconscious mind. And then you sit in what's called a whole brain state posture. And the whole brain state posture is what allows the left and the right hemispheres of your brain to communicate coherently. And when that happens, your subconscious expands. And that's when you can move on from the stress or the trauma or for doing the other balance, you're creating a new belief. And then we muscle test after to make sure there's a change. It's very simple, the balance actually, like so simple that people are skeptical. I was skeptical. I had to offer the transformation of stress balance to, I don't know, 15 of my patients just to see. And then they were giving me all these testimonials, even though I had done the training and I knew I wanted to do it. I've been in acupuncture for so long and like seeing all this magic happen. I just needed to hear like, yes, this is amazing. So just out of curiosity, do you do um, surrogate work too? So like I'm here working with you, but we're actually working on my daughter who's not physically here with you right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a great question because there is a very simple process where I just ask for permission to muscle test on someone's behalf. I'm not channeling their energy. I'm just asking permission. We call that from the superconscious or the spirit or a person's higher consciousness. Yeah, it's very simple. So at the beginning, I just ask before I even get online with a person. And then once we get online, I would set up the container and then we just drop right in. So same thing, even doing virtual, because I'm such an in-person person and have been for so long with sessions. I was like, what, how's this going to work virtually? Am I going to be able to connect with people? And it's, I mean, it's the same thing. 
people are just, they really are transforming their lives. So it works. I can say that now. It definitely works. I think it's really cool how it does. I do Touch for Health, which is kind of like a cousin to Reiki. And um, I get treatments done and stuff too. And even over Christmas, I went for a session, but instead of having my children come down and have all this time where they would be confined and stuff. I, we just did a surrogate work for them so they could stay at grandma and grandpa's and play and have fun, but yet we could still work on them. So it was really fun to be able to, to still help them out, but not necessarily have to have them physically present. I love that. And same thing when we went into um, quarantine at the beginning of pandemic, I had never done Reiki long distance ever. And I've been doing it since the beginning of my acupuncture career. And I think it's the most, some of the most beautiful work I've ever been able to be a part of, because it's like, the more you get out of the way, almost the more powerful it is, I think. And it's fun too, because you can help so many more people, right? Like you can reach places that you normally wouldn't be able to reach, even if you were flying to that location, right? Like this time wouldn't allow, but virtually you can reach so many more people and help so many more people just from where you currently are. Yeah, it's pretty neat. That's what's giving me uh, a lot of vision and insight for that group offering. I want to create that's like affordable, but still available. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. So, I have really enjoyed our time together today, Krishna. Thank you. Is there anything that we haven't touched on yet that you would like to share with us? I can't think of anything too much other than in all my years as a practitioner, which I was like, it's really the most natural way of being for me, working with your subconscious mind and your nervous system is I feel like the most direct route for people. So whatever that work is for you, that's been the gold. And I've come across a lot of different kinds of modalities. So that's it. Where can we go to learn more about you and what you do? My name is my website, Krishna Avalon. And then that's also my handle on Instagram. I have a LinkedIn profile that I'm never on, but I did pay somebody to write my resume recently and updo my LinkedIn. And that's another way I've been getting recruited lately. Like, by surprise. (laughs) So that's also something I'd share for your guests is that's, I think a lot of people find jobs that way. (laughs) I've been recruited from um, a lot of corporate, corporate wellness apps. So yeah, those are my three places just under my name. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here with us today and we will keep in touch. Thanks Virginia. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and I'll catch you on the next episode.